Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Donegan Castro, and you're tuning in to the What's in Your Case podcast. Our guest today is an independent California-based singer-songwriter that's been singing since she was about one years old. Talented as a singer, songwriter, pianist, painting, as well as many other things. My guest today, Samantha, or as they're more commonly known, Salt. Hi, how's it going? Now, I know that you and I kind of met during the before time, before the pandemic, but we didn't really get a chance to meet and like talk before you moved. So what was it like for you to live in a house with parents that are both very involved with music? I know that your mother is a music artist and your father is also involved in some music as well. Yeah, so it was really awesome. My dad played a bunch of different instruments like guitar trombone and piano so he'd always be playing and singing that and then my mom was always writing music she had this passion for writing and she actually recorded an album while i was a kid so i got to go into the studio and watch her do it with professionals and stuff it was really awesome she never really got to like spend enough time pursuing that because she had four kids and that's a lot to handle so I always thought she was so cool for doing that. And then my dad actually had recorded an album with a band he had in college. And I grew up listening to that. And it was just so great. I knew it had played on the college radio. And then again, like the only reason he stopped was I was born. And so he had to be a dad and help my mom and stuff. So he stopped writing music, but he still played. Now, is it true that you've been singing since you were one years old? Yeah. Like, as soon as I could talk, I could sing. And, like, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, so she was teaching me to talk as early as possible. And that included singing because she's a singer, and she'd sing to me 24-7. So there's a video of you singing for your talent show in 2014, and you were performing an original song called What You Said to Her. Firstly, did you win the talent show? No, I did not win the talent show. (laughs) I know. Bummer. A guy who did a Ed Sheeran song on the ukulele was the winner, and I feel like that's very, t- like, adequate for 2014. <laughs> like, that's definitely the 2014 winner. Secondly, how long have you been writing original songs, or was that your first original song? So I have been kind of, like, making up songs and, like, poetry since, like, before I can remember. My mom says that I would, like tell her to write things down before I knew how to write so that I could remember like my poetry (laughs) and there's this really like kind of dark one that we found where it's like I'm swimming I'm swimming in the darkness in the darkness I guess I could say I've always had a flair for the drama and the need to express it and what instruments do you play because I know that you play piano but do you play any other instruments I can play the guitar and the banjo. I'm medium talent at playing instruments. <laughs> and how long have you been playing the piano for? So I like took a couple years of piano. I started when I was like eight, but I mostly learned just by sitting next to my mom while she played the piano and my dad sometimes. I like forgot everything I learned um, when I was eight and I just started to make stuff up on the piano. And then I got better at it when I went to college because I was forced to play the piano and like learn notation and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I am out of practice again. So it just kind of comes and goes in waves. <laughs> <laughs> now, a question that I like to ask my guest, and I get different answers. So far, we're kind of floating at like a 30, 70. But do you name your instruments? 
I don't. You don't? Yeah. Okay. Is there a reason that you don't name your instruments, or is it just not something that you thought about doing? Yeah, I just, I hadn't really heard of it before. I've heard of, like, naming cars, but not instruments. <laughs> <laughs> you made a video July 13th, 2021, auditioning for something called Best Bees. What is Best Bees? So that was like a streaming agency sort of that helped streamers on this different platform for streaming. It pretty much guaranteed that you would get money if you stream. And so I got to be a streamer for a while. Oh, so you did get mm -hmm. to be a part of Best B. Yeah, I did. And I uh, was a streamer for like six months and I got to just make money by doing art and singing at home. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. I didn't know you were a streamer. Mm -hmm. So when we first met, which was before the pandemic, you went under a different artist name. When did you decide to change it to SALTS? And uh, what does uh, mm -hmm. what does SALTS stand for? So I just went by my full name because I feel like I had a different vibe in high school where I had like this more classical idea of what I wanted to be. And like, I wanted to be more like sad piano singer songwriter stuff all the time. And now I feel like I want to do something more electronic and fun, not like fun, but like, quote unquote, fun for me, <laughs> which is like, not completely totally depressing. I thought it would be easier to find online. But then I was like, No, I don't want it to be with an A. And then I made it difficult to find anyway. So <laughs> there's always gonna be something. I'll make sure to include a link down to your social medias to make it easier for people to find. That'd be great. <laughs> it's my initials, basically, with an A. <laughs> so aside from music, you're also a talented artist. Thank you. I remember seeing a painting of the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Is that one of your favorite movies? Yeah, it's like my all-time favorite movie. Your all-time favorite movies. And how long have you been painting for? I started painting in high school. I just took a couple art classes and I really enjoyed doing like realism. After I stopped taking the lessons and I went to school, I took a different art class where they did so many different styles and I was so not behind, but just in a different world. And I was like, man, I, that world looks cool. I want to jump over to that world. And so I kind of started doing a little weirder art. I still don't really have a quote unquote style that's mine, but I think it'd be fun to find one because I love how people can come up with their own world and like you can totally see that it's them and i feel like i'm also still trying to find that in my music but i'm getting there. i'm getting there so before we get into your discography i wanted to ask if you did all the production for your music by yourself yeah i do yeah i produce it all myself unless i get little suggestions from like my mom or my friends i do it all myself i mix it myself and then i send it off to someone to master and then maybe remix a little and then are you self-taught or did you go through a program so for production i'm self-taught i did go to school for composition but they didn't teach production mm. and so i learned how to notate score and definitely compose better than i had before but i didn't learn how to produce stuff so i had to like watch youtube videos and figure all of that out on my own and kind of like explore my daw i was using which is like logic pro and i love logic it's my favorite <laughs> thing it's like my favorite place to start songwriting is just to go right to my daw and plug in some synths or sounds that are fun 
I like to chop stuff up and rearrange it or like find cool instruments and then change them and make them my own. I really love warping sounds, like putting different reverb, echo, anything to make it unique and different, reverse it, all that stuff. I just love playing around with sound. And how was it for you to direct your music video? I think you made one for your song Lullaby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just like really go mostly random. I'm trying to get better <laughs> at coming up with like solid ideas, but it's more like I've been doing a whole like vibescape thing where it's just like more about the vibe, not really a story. But I think a lot more people resonate with stories rather than like, a, a world. They want to know what goes on in the world too. You know, there has to be multiple layers to really draw people in. Because it's interesting as songwriters or just artists in general here. Mm hmm. You have to wear multiple hats. So you're your own production manager, your own promoting manager. You're the artist yourself, mm -hmm. songwriter, producer. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> How do you deal with dealing with so many different hats? I take really long breaks and never get <laughs> followers. <laughs> Man, I get burnout so fast. I will like go post something for a week, post something the next week, and then just take a month long break. And it's so unproductive. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get better at it. And you recently had a little residency at the fig tree where you played Wednesdays, approximately seven to nine o'clock for the past month or two months. So it was supposed to just be for August. And then they asked me to be the house artist. So now I go every Wednesday indefinitely. Are there certain things that you noticed being the house artist, like the ebb and flow of a crowd or maybe regulars that come and watch you perform? Yeah, I have. I've definitely seen familiar faces come back in, which is always such a good feeling. I always appreciate the people who come in and then they hear and then they wander to the back and they're like, oh my gosh, this is cool. And then they stay till the end. And that's always a really great feeling. I love when people come and talk to me at the end and they tell me like, that they liked one of my songs or something. It's great. So let's dig into your discography. October 30th, 2018, you released a single. Is it pronounced Bella Noche? Yeah. With Nico Dane and Charlotte? Yeah. August 19th, 2019 is when you released your album When She Was Young, which consists of Hold On To Me, Coffee Shops, Te Amo, yeah. <laughs> Live. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hurricane, Clementine. Is that one based off of uh Yeah, Eternal Sunshine. Mm -hmm. Falling to Pieces. Okay. Calypso, When She Was Young. Bluebird, My Heart Will Break. Green Eyes, Need You Here. And then Breathe as the bonus track. Do you remember what your initial thoughts were when you were releasing this album? Oh man, it was so long ago. I had been... You know, collecting songs I had been writing since I was like 14 years old. And by then, I think I was like 18 or 19. My fresh... Freshman or sophomore year of college, I can't remember. Freshman, I'm pretty sure. Or like that summer after college. When was it released? <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, August 19th. There it 2019. is. 2019. There it is. Yep. Summer after my freshman year of college, <laughs> I had met a guy who mastered it for me. I had finally put all of my mixes together, all of the production together, and I was like, 
all right, let's get this mastered. But mastering <laughs> is so expensive. And so I was so grateful I found a friend who would do it for not crazy expensive in school. So as soon as I got that connection and I had all my stuff finished, I was like ready. I was excited and it was fun. And then what kind of promotions did you do upon releasing your first album? I remember I did a album release party at the Fig Tree, actually, which is adorable. Now that I'm back here as their uh, house musician, <laughs> I released my first album and had my party there, and it was really awesome. I had like friends and family come and support me. I think I, I posted it on socials and things. And I might have run one Facebook ad, but I can't remember. I might have just posted it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and like for, like thought in my head it would be a good idea to run an ad. It was not enough. <laughs> <laughs> well then, you followed it up in February 16th, 2020 with your winter album, which consists of Snow, Sometimes, Ice Song, Tape and Glue, Tired of the Way, Winter Blankets, Amanda Song, Hypnotize, and Be With Me as the bonus track. This was your second album release. Did you do anything different promoting-wise that you didn't do for the uh, first album? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this one I did do ads on Facebook, but it was flagged as inappropriate for the album cover. But then that was kind of the end of that. I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same album cover? That yeah, it, oh, okay. right? So I guess if you're so curious weird. to see which album cover was reported, check out Winter. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Tell me if it's not Facebook friendly. <laughs> and then September 1st, 2020, you released the EP Soft Silence, which consists of Candy Skies, Didn't Mean to Wake You, Gonna Need Some Help With That. Oh, cool, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a town in France. And then French Song. Uh, the title of the song is French Song. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> this EP was released six months after the pandemic had started. Did the pandemic have any influence on how the EP came to be? I wrote all the songs the summer before and had been working on the production for Candy Skies and Didn't Mean to Wake You. And so those were all wrapped up. I had recorded the live ones in the winter before the pandemic started. We recorded those at a church with a piano. It was cool. And then everything shut down, so we had to communicate. I couldn't talk to my... This time I had an engineer, a sound guy. It was oh. great. I know, right? Got a little fancy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't talk to him in person and do all of that mixing in person like I like to. And so that was a little difficult going back and forth. Sometimes it got frustrating to not be able to just be there and show him what I wanted and have to like just keep emailing back and forth like we had so many redos. And that's like the hard part with doing like even the mastering long distance. I mean, I'm so picky. Anything <laughs> like I'm still so unhappy with how my first album was mastered and even like my second one. And some of the production, too, I would just do so different now. I couldn't perform live either. That was a bummer. Like, I really wanted to go promote, especially my winter album, because I had released that in the winter. I was, like, really excited about it because I had so many new things uh, in my production. I actually, like, had even been talking to my mom about doing a little self-California tour, just going and playing around, and that uh, couldn't happen. It was really sad. I, like, lost a lot of momentum, for sure. Yeah, the pandemic really 
stopped a lot of forward momentum for a while mm -hmm. and then people just had to learn to adapt and then mm -hmm. everything's semi back to normal so <laughs> semi right i'm like uh it's not it's so different now i don't know if it's the nostalgia mm -hmm. of what it used to be like but it just doesn't feel the same and i think yeah. that's probably how it's always been yeah yeah we might definitely have rose-colored glasses for the past <laughs> and like i'm like what did people even used to do before the pandemic i'm like i feel like i used to go do things and have fun but what were those things <laughs> i'm like i don't am i just kidding myself did i never go do stuff i don't know all right so it looks like february 1st 2021 mm -hmm. you released your album song of praise which includes Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. Free my soul, Lord, free my soul. Let me pray. Train to hell slash highway to heaven. The creation of woman, parentheses, another minute Jesus, parentheses. Is there anyone out there? Rise and cry no more. This was kind of like in between my transition of like being super Christian to like, I'm no atheist. It was kind of at a point where I was kind of realizing... I guess just like educating myself mm -hmm. and I'm just this is how I feel right now about all of this and it's just like a lot of complicated emotions and complicated relationships with like God I guess yeah mm -hmm. and then March 22nd 2021 you released a single mm -hmm. lullaby and now I notice this is the first one where you had a few different music videos for it yeah do you think with your future projects that you're going to do that you'll incorporate more musical video elements with it. Yeah, absolutely. I really got into the multimedia stuff because I love like talking heads and they do like a whole thing for stop making sense. And like, it's just really cool to have visual stuff to go with the music. Lori Anderson does it. I don't know. She's very experimental, but she does it in a whole different way where it's really weird and just like that vibe stuff, like that avant-garde. I have a whole video album for Songs of Praise that I did for like my senior project in school. And I, it's like a long, full video, like <laughs> half an hour or more, whatever of all the songs with images, that's kind of like really when I started to be like, yeah, I want to just do more video stuff too. I'm not great at it, but I like to do it. And I think it's fun. I've always thought doing film was fun, mm -hmm. but I'm, I definitely could use more classes. <laughs> and I've noticed recently you've been doing more covers again on YouTube and you've been really posting a lot on your TikTok account. Can we expect any visuals or sneak peeks of your projects to be posted on one of those two places? <laughs> Definitely. I have been holding stuff. Okay, I've been working on this song that I really like, and I just want to, like, tease it, but I don't want to do it too early because I don't want to create momentum for it and then not have it get released soon enough <laughs> and, like, have people, like, really like it, but then be like, once it's released, this is old news. Like, I, I'm not excited about this anymore. So I think it's just, like, the procrastination of my projects is holding back my social media as well. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. I'm really bad at being, like, a young person. That's okay. <laughs> July 2nd, 2021, you released a mini EP mm -hmm. called Any Longer that consists of Sea Haven, Boat in the Water. Sea Haven and Boat in the Water. <laughs> <laughs> mini. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about 
what it was like doing those with all the knowledge that you know now. Yeah. So with that one, it was just kind of like I had these ideas. I had never written a pop song before, right? Mm -hmm. And these are like definitely more fun songs. They have beats. I have never written beats before. And like, or not real beats. I had done like kind of grungy, not techno, but like kind of Radiohead style stuff before, but not like pop, boppy, anything. And so I was trying to put a little bit more fun into it. And I think I did okay. And I was like, it's my first try with like synths and stuff. And I definitely threw in an 80s vibe. Peter Gabriel was kind of what I was shooting for. And so, yeah, more electronic. Oh my gosh, sorry. More electronic stuff. I don't know the right way to say the beat I'm looking for, but um, more modern probably is like, I'm trying to do something, mix the singer songwriter with some pop. And I like actually have a deep love for techno music. And so I kind of want to throw some techno in there. I can never not like throw it a little retro, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being our guest here on the What's in Your Case podcast. Do you have anything that you'd like to promote or just tell the listeners where we can see your content? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. It was really fun. I play at the Fig Tree in Roseville every uh, Wednesday, and I have an opener that goes from 6 to 7. I start from 7 and I go till 9 um, every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. Um, and then just you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that jazz. And you said you'd link it for me. 